0: You want to smoke a bleezy, hit that J, smoke a little bowl, take a dab, get a little weed gummy, that's totally okay. Bitches love record players. Okay, don't swallow it, that's gross. Let's get it on. Ah, baby! What the fuck is up, my little sex kittens? My name is Raven, this is Raven After Dark, let's fucking get into it. Okay, I feel really silly, or you can tell me if I'm being silly or not. So last week, I talked about how I had not one, not two, but three different guys ghost me, three men, and I was super sad about this This one. So last week, I'm chilling in Oklahoma, and my most favorite out of the three hits me up and says, guess who's in your city? And I responded back, Guess who's in Oklahoma? (laughs) Turns out he was talking about the current weekend and not the weekend prior. So was it a full ghosting? Mm, Still felt a little spooky. Definitely could have a little, you know, a little pumpkin spice in there. But mainly I think it was just a lack of communication. So needless to say, we were not able to meet up yet again. And the Great White Buffalo continues to roam the wild, wild plains. Dating is so weird these days. It's so different from how our parents courted people and how our grandparents courted people. I feel like these days you fuck somebody first and then you get to know them. And then with dating apps, it's really interesting because everything I feel like is very surface level and you're basing a person off of their pictures that they post online. And of course, when you make these profiles, You're going to pick certain pictures that you think you look the best in. And we all know that angles are a bitch and they'll fucking get you. And angles are everything. Girls know how to work and twerk them. Guys, not so much, but they definitely can. And Facetune and Photoshop, it is crazy what you can do with your pictures these days. So it's very interesting to think about how our grandparents had to go to their crush's house Walk their ass up the door, up the stairs, knock on the door, and then wait for them to respond and talk to them in person. Can you imagine how scary? (laughs) But how cool and what a different style of love and what a different style of communication. I feel like that's something that's not necessarily lost. Is it necessarily lost if we never even really knew we could lose it? You know what I mean? Maybe not that we could lose it, but no how it felt when it was there because we were just not grown up in that generation and that sort of love language just wasn't a thing but how intimate how personal it's quite crazy i also think about it's what you're going for and what angle you have with dating if you actually want to be in a serious relationship maybe you don't fuck them right away but hey we are all about if you want to fuck on the first date You fuck on the first date. There is nothing wrong with that. I am all about that. If you're just there to have a good time and get yours, freaking get that meal, get yours, and get out of there. That's totally fine. But if you don't want to, then don't. Honestly, ladies, use that power you have. Use that power you have in between your legs and don't give it up right away. Make them work and twerk for it a little bit more and then give it up. But if you want to give it up right away, more power to you. done it both ways and it honestly just depends what you got going on that day. So with me and my dating hasn't necessarily been the best. Uh, It's been about two years since I broke up with my ex and since we have broken up I have had nothing but terrible sex. Disappointing sex, pathetic (laughs) pathetic sex. It has just been um, one failure after another and it's funny because I'm six feet tall, and my height and my legs, in particular, make dudes really insecure. There's something about as soon as you get one of these bitches thrown over your shoulder and my leg, like thumps <laughs> on your back, and all my weight goes on it. You're like, oh shit, that's a fucking, it's a leg right there. They go soft, and they they're not hard, and they can't fuck me, and it's just. It's just sad. It's just, (laughs) I didn't ask to be born this way. I'm just trying to make the best with the body that I was provided with. And I would just, I would just like to have enjoyable sex, please. I don't feel like that is too hard for anybody to ask. Now, some of you might say, Raven, just stop dating insecure men. Well, Becky, if it was that easy, why don't you do it? I don't realize they're insecure Right away. Sometimes, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people and picking up on their vibes. And I feel I, I feel that I can feel when somebody isn't confident in themselves. You know, you got to be sure and sound to yourselves. So, so we're all humans. Most of us, I'm sure. Some of us are robots. Some of us have to be lizards. I'm sure a few of you guys are aliens, avatars. But we all get a little nervous, no matter what you are, no matter what you identify as. And it's okay. That happens. Question for you, would you rather have somebody that is more confident or not as confident in the bedroom? Think about it for a second, mull it over, really swish it around in your mouth and ugh, gargle it. Okay, don't swallow it, that's gross. Personally, I think it depends all on the day. Sometimes I really enjoy being the more dominant of the two and it's almost fun when you have somebody that isn't as dominant and you can almost teach them and train them. And I've been in situations where it's definitely gotten me off knowing that I'm more sexually experienced than the person that I'm with. And it makes me feel like a sex panther. And it makes me feel like really into myself and extra sexy because I'm like, yeah, I got all this confidence. I may know what I'm doing. I may not know what I'm doing, but confidence is key. But then there's sometimes I don't always want to be the super confident one. And the one that's more dominant in the situation. I want to, it's nice to have somebody who knows what they're doing. And I love hands, love, love, love hands. They are my mm, just big meaty hands, big thumbs. Oh, we'll have to talk about the thumb theory when we have my roommate on. We'll go all into that later. But I, I want to feel that you have control in the situation when you put your hands on me they're strong they're confident and you know what you're doing and it's like ooh, maybe i'm not a sex panther today maybe i'm just a little a little sex kitten and i'm gonna let you be the panther and we can go back and forth and i'll just i just want to be thrown around i just want to be thrown around you know i don't ask for a lot just uh, like a rag doll right through wall that's all (laughs) it's I think when it comes to being comfortable in the bedroom, it all depends on where you are at personally and then where you and your partner are at. I almost feel like it's more important for you to be more sound with yourself and your sexuality before you and your partner get into something. So then that way you both are secure and know what you want and what you don't want in the situation. I posted on my Instagram and asked people what makes them feel secure and insecure in the bedroom. So a great tip that we're going to start with, with ways to make you and your partner feel more secure in the bedroom is, my personal favorite thing in general, giving your partner compliments. Nothing makes you feel more like a porn star than having your spouse be like, damn, babe, your ass looks fucking fat right now. Or I love how good your back looks arched up against me. Or you're fucking hips are looking extra hippie girls like any sort of compliments like damn baby you look fucking hot taking my dick like you could you don't even have to give a compliment if you're just saying like fuck or damn like just some sort of affirmation that you're enjoying what's going on and you're letting your partner know that this is good keep doing it don't stop have you ever <laughs> have you ever been with somebody that is completely silent the entire time and is just mute and they're not even grunting. They're not even making sounds. They're just quiet the entire time. And you're just there, like, okay, are you there? Are you present? Are you not? I was like, uh. I think it's good to have a nice balance of communicating and having moments of silence. Um, I think it's good to have little phrases and maybe short sentences. And if you want to talk dirty to them, we are all about dirty talk here on Raven After Dark. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to have an actual conversation with somebody in the middle of sex I was hooking up with this dude for a while that legitimately would be inside of me and seriously look at me and say how's the weather today isn't the weather nice <laughs> it turned into a joke and then he would do it on purpose but there were definitely times Definitely times where he was just not present in what we were doing and not there and just kind of like, "Hey, what's up? I'm just Mormon soaking in your vagina right now. Don't mind me. What are we? What are we doing here? What are we doing here, sir? You're not helping me out. I don't care about the weather, but yes, it is beautiful outside. So along with talking with your partner, I also think that eye contact is very important Now. There's definitely a fine line when it comes to eye contact. You don't want to have a super intense death glare staring into their soul, not blinking, aggressively fucking you eye contact. But you also don't want to not look at their eyes at all. Unless that's what they're into, you know, communicate always. But I think having a good back and forth of looking in your partner's eyes. Maybe if you're a dude and you're on top, looking down at your dick, going inside of her, then looking back up at her. Maybe you bring her in close and put your face by her neck, say something dirty in her ear, and then come back away, look at her again, look at your dick going back in your vagina. If you can both climax at the same time and then look into each other's eyes, ah, that shit is fucking hot. I love that shit. It is super intense really brings you both into focus and if you can energetically release ah, 10 out of 10 chef's kiss highly recommend now another way that we can make things a little sexier in the bedroom is playing music however we got to be careful when it comes to playing music we don't want to come on too strong I think it's all about the individual and the situation that you're in. If this is the first date that you're on with somebody and you haven't hooked up before, maybe you haven't even been back to each other's apartment and you've gone out and gotten food or done stuff not home and now you're like, hey, you wanna come back to my place? If you walk into somebody's place and there's sexy music playing and the candles are lit and there's, you know, roses maybe, or there's just, you can can just feel there's a sexy mood going on and maybe a little too much, and it may come off a little too strong. And personally, depending where I'm at in the situation, sometimes I do wanna have sex, sometimes I don't. However, if I can tell that you obviously really wanna fuck me, you know, because I know you want it so bad, I don't think I'm gonna fuck you tonight. You made it way too obvious, you did a little too much for me, and you made the mood just a little too sexual. Now, if you're dating somebody, I think having more of a playlist set up could be a really fun way to set the mood. Let's say that you come home from work and you come in your house and you take off your shoes and you put your keys in the bowl and you start to walk in the kitchen and as you walk past your bedroom, you hear, let's get it on. Ah, baby. (laughs) You hear that sexy song coming through the doorway of your bedroom and you go, ooh. Is that her sexy playlist? That's her sexy song. That can be a fun way to set the mood in kind of like a sneaky inception way, you know? But it's, it's not coming off too strong because it's your spouse. Now, I do think it's important uh, to have sound or music of some sort in the background, preferably not something that has commercials in it. There's nothing worse then, well, actually, I think there is something worse, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, one of the things that can kind of kill the vibe when you're trying to get sexy with somebody is you're making out, you're getting all hot and heavy, you got the weekend playing, and then all of a sudden you got, "Hi, I'm Larry from Larry Toyota. Come on down this weekend." You're like, "Sweet Jesus, Larry, get out of here! Nobody invited you. We're not down with this." <laughs> so if you're into music, uh, Spotify Premium, pay for YouTube. Or if you really want to get, depending on your vibe, get a record player. Bitches love record players. Oh my God. You have a record player? How vibey, how cool. Do you have any Odessa records? (laughs) Music. It will definitely help. Something I would like to touch up on too, ladies and gents and everybody. If you do not want to have sex on the first date, you do not have to have sex. If you want to have sex on the first date, you can go ahead and fuck whoever you want. It does not make you a whore. It does not make you a slut. It does not make you lessen. It all depends on what you want out of the relationship. If you just want to go on a date with somebody who's super sexy and fuck them, cool. If you want to go on a date and get in a relationship and actually get to know somebody and not fuck them, cool. If you want to go on a date and just have them eat you out or give them head, cool. You do whatever you feel comfortable. Nobody is allowed to make you feel any lesson because you didn't have sex with them. That is such a double-edged sword because why is it encouraged for guys always? Guys like, oh yeah, you fucked that bitch, like, good for you. But as soon as you fuck her, now she's a slut because she fucked you on the first date. Like... No, dude, she has played you. She's not calling you back. Like, she just wanted that D and she's fucking out of here. It wasn't even that good, bad dick review. I'm going to post that shit on Twitter and ruin your life, okay? Bing bong. Fuck your life. Don't we keep it real? Fuck your life. Bing bong. All right, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Another way, this may sound silly because it's so simple, but I think it's just something that we don't think about, is, is having a clean house. Nobody wants to walk into somebody's house It smells dirty. It looks dirty. The floor is a little sticky. Have you ever walked into a boy's house and it smells like boy and it smells like gym and it just smells gross? And you're like, "Mm, I just would love to be fucked on that super dingy, dirty couch. That sounds so hot right now. Like, no, gross. It's so simple. Just keep your house clean, spray some air freshener, light some candles. Do the dishes, vacuum, mop, dust. I'm the worst at dusting, but it definitely helps. Just make your place clean and tidy, I love it. And it'll make you feel better. And then it's something that will last even past the date. You come home the next day and you're like, oh man, I forgot I cleaned the house. And I got freaking laid last night because I had the person over and my house was clean and they wanted to fuck me. Boom, boom, boom. Now let's talk candles. Bitches love a good candle. I think the smell of the candle is important. I personally don't like florals or clean linens or ocean breeze. I feel like that shit all smells like perfumes and chemicals. I'm more of a vanilla, apple cinnamon, pumpkin pie, cozy blanket, something silly like that, fall leaves. Something smells more warm and cozy. I feel like those smells are a little more inviting and Other smells can be a little too aggressive. Just me, personally. If you don't have real candles, you could get electronic candles. My roommate and I have so many of them. They are so great. We have cats. They stay on all day and all night, and it's the perfect amount of light. Now, light. Let's talk about light when it comes to being comfortable in the bedroom. Light can definitely add a certain mood and a certain vibe, or it can kill the vibe. If it's too bright you may feel too exposed and not as confident. If you're not as confident in yourself or how your body looks, or maybe if you want to try something new or you're just not, I don't know. I I feel like if it's too bright, you uh, almost feel shameful sometimes. You're like, God, I can just see everything right now. Like I'm too, unless it's daytime. I feel like daytime light is different from lights on in a room. But also on the other side, I feel like if it's too dark, it can almost be a disconnect because you can't see the person at all. But I guess I guess if it's really dark, like there's no lights at all, your senses might almost be heightened because you can't see, so you're more aware. You got a little spider senses tingly. So I would say finding somewhere in a happy medium, get some electronic candles, get some dimmers, uh, maybe get a cool rope light. You can put it underneath your bed I have a friend who did that or underneath your couch. I was talking to my roommate about doing that. We have some cheap lights that we got off of Shein that are purple and twinkle and dance back and forth. Just something to help it not be too aggressive, but so dark that if you wanted to get up in the middle and eat snacks, you could definitely still get snacks. Now, this, I think, is a pretty important thing, but it's definitely geared towards animal people. Kick your motherfucking dog and cat out of the bedroom. Nothing makes you question your life choices more than getting railed from behind and you look up and fucking Spot is sitting right there with his nose in front of yours and he's like, hey, what's up? You're the third girl he's brought back this week. He's not gonna call you. You're like, oh, hey, what's up, dog? Cool. And then he's like, oh, that's a nose at my asshole. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like cats aren't as bad as dogs. Dogs definitely want to be more included and want to help you and want to be involved. Cats are just more annoyed that you're in their way and won't move. I've definitely, like, had kind of sex on top of my cat for, like, a second or two because they just wouldn't move. And then you got to, like, get the fuck out of here, bro. And they're, like, they're not happy about it. I'm like, well, I'm not happy about you being here either. I'm trying to have good sex, okay? Mom just needs good sex for once in her life. She deserves this. It's been rough. So if we've done all these things and you still feel a little nervous and you still don't really know what to do, we do not condone getting fucked up or putting yourself into a state of mind where you can't make good choices and conscious choices. However, if you want to take a shot or two, make yourself a little mixy, a little bevy. If you want to smoke a bleasy, hit that J, smoke a little bowl, take a dab, get a little weed gummy that's totally okay. If you wanna jump around the house, maybe you masturbate, maybe you scream, put on some music, there's so many different things you can do. Don't get to a spot where you're too drunk and you're too fucked up that you can't make coherent choices and then don't get too high that you turn into a blob and you're just blankly staring at the wall eating all the snacks. So another question I asked people on my Instagram is, what would you tell your younger self about sex? I think all these things we should tell children and adults. I think these are things that we all need to hear. So to start off with, this is a big one for the ladies. We need to normalize making sex not all about the man. Both people should be getting off, both people should be happy at the end, and both partners need to be pleasing each other. Now, is it fun to have times where maybe one time you just focus on your spouse and you just focus on you? Yeah, birthdays, holidays, and ending and why? Mix it up, go back and forth. But if you guys are for just like normal every day-to-day sex, you want to make sure that both of you guys are being happy and both of you are being pleased. Cause I feel like society and what we see in movies and in porn is that as soon as the guy gets theirs, sex is over with. And it's it's like, what, what? We just you just fucked me for 30 seconds and you came and now you're done. Like you started the car, mama's ready to go. Fucking get to work. Eat the box. Eat that box in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, there's also nothing wrong with maybe your partner gets off, they don't necessarily feel like having more sex, and they don't necessarily feel like doing oral use toys, masturbate together, or have them help you masturbate. Maybe they use a toy on you. Maybe they watch you use a toy on yourself. Maybe you guys both use toys. Maybe you guys put on porn or your partner does some role play. You know, there's so many different ways to get off that could even be more intimate and a more powerful orgasm than doing sex or maybe doing a little bit of both, you know, like having a little bit of sex and then you both masturbate together and climax at the same time. Ooh, that sounds fucking... Hot. Yes, I want to do that. I really want to do that. That sounds so great. Mm. All about the orgasms. Okay, something that is also very important is that we don't need to rush sex. Wait to have sex. Sex is going to be there as soon as you have sex. You become an adult and you grow up and. Growing up is cool and all, but no one tells you about taxes. No one tells you how to balance your checkbook. You have to eat properly. You got to work out. You got to pay freaking bills. Just wait. Be a kid forever. Wait until you're 30. <laughs> okay, obviously don't wait until you're 30, but no need to rush sex. It's You don't have to fuck on the first date if you don't want to. You can wait as long as you fucking want to have sex with whoever you want. You could just never have sex and do blowjobs. You could do neither. That's totally fine. It's completely up to you. You have all the power. You have all the control. And nobody can tell you otherwise. Don't let anybody tell you that you have to fuck them. And they. this needs to happen right now. Like, no. And I have all the power right now. I have all the control. You're obviously upset and you want this. So I, nah, na, nah, you cannot have. Okay, so on top of rushing sex, we also need to normalize talking about if you didn't enjoy the sex and if you weren't pleased with it and being honest with your partner. Now, you don't need to be a dick and rip your partner up and be like, your dick game was weak, bro. Like, no, but if your partner maybe thinks they did something that was super crazy and amazing and they thought that it was so great, but you really hated it, they don't know that, they're gonna keep doing it and that could ruin sex for you and that could make the whole experience not enjoyable when all it takes is you being like, hey, so you do this, and I don't necessarily like how it feels, but I think if you were to do it like this, or maybe if we tried something like this, this could please be more. I wouldn't come at them as like, you can't do this. This is wrong. I would try to truly explore with yourself on what feels good to you. If it's meant that doesn't feel good, figure out what doesn't feel good about it. Why it doesn't feel right. And then figure out how to make it feel right. And then express that to your partner, because If you don't know why something doesn't feel good to you, how do you expect to tell that to somebody else so they can stop doing it? You gotta figure out. It's all about growth and it's okay, it's a process. It wasn't until I started dating my most recent ex that sex was truly enjoyable for me. I've never actually been diagnosed, but I believe I have a mild allergy to latex. And until using non-latex condoms, Sex was always really painful for me and it really burned and I'd always get really dry and I couldn't stay wet and I was on birth control and it just, it, it never was enjoyable and it never felt right. And then, but, but I never talked about it. I never expressed it. I never felt comfortable about comfortable enough to say, Hey, like this is great and all, but it fucking burns. It feels like a you just stuff, feels like you just stuffed a dry stick up my vagina and just aggressively Moved it around, just shook that bitch up in there. So I finally spoke up to my ex and talked with him about it. And he's like, Well, maybe you have a latex allergy. Never even thought of that. Started using non latex condoms. There's this brand I like um, by Skins. Game changer. Night and day difference. Sex is actually enjoyable. I stay wet. I stay lubricated. It feels good. It doesn't hurt. And it is just. it's just so much better. It makes the world a difference. But if I had never spoken up, I never would have known. So think about things that make you uncomfortable with sex. Think about things that you don't like, figure out what you can do to change them, and then talk to your partner about it. Because sex is about enjoying yourself and enjoying your body and your partner and having a cool moment of a energetic release. And if you're not able to release that energy, you're not getting the full experience. So as we all know, sex can be really silly and kind of weird at times and even really embarrassing. So I posted on my Instagram and I asked people to tell me some funny stories about them having sex. One of my girlfriends, she's a mom now, and it's just so funny to think of all the stupid shit we used to do when we were younger. I've known her since, oh my God, high school, sophomore, sophomore year. Um, she wrote in and said that she ha- she was having sex in a park and looked up and there was some kid standing there. She had no idea how long he had been there. She had no idea what exactly he saw. But even after she made eye contact with him, he just kept standing there and was just taken in the whole view. And it's really funny when you think about your younger self, like who hasn't had sex in a park? I can think of one distinct memory of having sex out in the open in a park at nighttime And then I slept in a park one time. We'll tell that story. We'll tell that story another time. Um, But usually it was having sex in a car by a park. Because when you're a kid, where are you supposed to have sex? Usually everybody has a car, so you can just park that car somewhere and just get a little crazy. Now let me tell you, I wasn't six feet tall in high school, but I was still an Amazon woman and had Slenderman legs and fucking in a car is not easy. I remember this one time, I was making out with this dude in the back seat and he grabbed my belt loop on my jeans and went to pull me on top of him and completely ripped my belt loop right off. (laughs) like Right off, no more belt loop. And I was like, ah, what the fuck are we gonna do? And he's like, I don't know, and I don't really care right now. We continued to have sex and, or he continued to take my clothes off and it was pretty great. And those pants, I think I told my mom got caught in a door handle, oops. Another one of my friends wrote in and said that he lost a condom in a vagina. Now, I think that losing a condom in a vagina is a truly bonding experience. And not that I want this to happen to everybody out there. But if it happens, it is definitely a learning experience and a moment of bonding and bringing you and your partner closer to each other. When you lose a condom inside your vagina, you have to fucking get up in that bitch. I remember this, this has happened more than once. I remember this happened one time and my fucking, I had my butt hanging off the side of the bed. My legs were spread like happy baby. My ex was diving in there, pulling my lips across, pulling my lips apart, sticking his whole goddamn arm up in there. He was up there past his elbows, trying to grab that shit. No, not really, that'd be crazy. I did see this crazy video of this. we're not even going to get into that. (laughs) We'll talk about butt stuff some other time. Um, But yeah, it's definitely an experience that really brings you closer to your partner because you are just intimate in the nitty gritty getting up in that bitch. Another lady friend of mine wrote in and said that one time she was having sex with her ex and she was on her back he was on top of her he went to spit on her clit and instead of doing a a, a spit he hawked a fucking loogie and by the but it he didn't hawk it and like forcefully send it he hawked it and then let it spit drip a line of saliva connecting from his lips to the end of this ball of fucking loogie to her clit by the time it had gotten to her clit this fucking loogie was cold. Uh, uh, what? Thinking about this just makes me want to. Uh, gross. Gross, 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 gross. I'm all, all about people spitting on my vagina. But is there's definitely a way to go about it. I feel like you. Oh, I don't feel. I know. You have to actually spit and put some force behind it. You don't want to do this slow drop of a. Uh, if anything spit in your hand and then wipe your hand. That can be super hot. Something like that. I don't gross 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 my embarrassing sex story god bless dogs you know animals truly are man's best friend uh woman's best friend people's best friends everybody's best friends this one time my ex came over in high school and we had sex and i don't know what i thought he did with the condom i thought he disposed of it this fucking idiot I'm guessing put it underneath my bed and I was in my room. We had fucking four or five dogs at the time. We had this one rock named Anya. Rest in peace. Fucking love you. I hear my dad in his room. Like Anya was hanging out in my room chilling. And then she left my room. I was reading or doing something. And then I heard my dad say something Uh, something along the lines of like, well, what is this? Or what the fuck is that? Or something like that. And I just knew in my soul that it was the condom that they had found the used condom. So they found it. Um, my ex and I, I don't see nothing. Like, I think it had happened like the night It had to have the night prior. And then we had broken up that day. It was a terrible relationship. Uh, So we weren't actually together at the time, but my parents were like, he needs to come over. We need to have a conversation with the both of you. Brought his ass over, sat us both down, told us how disrespectful and inappropriate it was, and, you know, how dare we do that. And I was like, ooh, we're not together right now. And, of course, we got back together and continued to date, and it was a fucking toxic, terrible relationship. But, hey, that is the past. And kick your dogs out of the bedroom and make sure that the stupid boy that you sneak over to your house... Actually gets rid of the condom and throws it away because you don't want your fucking Rottweiler to eat it. All right, we're getting towards the end of the episode. The end of the episode. So we're gonna do our little sex tip of the week, and this one I don't know if it's necessarily just a, if it's a sex tip or just a last kind of if you still got the sexy jitters and you're feeling a little nervous and you don't really know what to do. Dance around, play your favorite song, gash yourself up in the mirror, dress up really cute, dress up really sexy, maybe you masturbate, go rub one out, stare at yourself, maybe scream into your pillow, you are hot, you are sexy, and you are a fucking sex kitten! I love you guys, I'm so proud of you all for coming along with me on this sexual journey. I hope that you guys are learning learning lots of things about yourself. Thank you so much for having fun with me. If you haven't added me on Instagram yet, follow me at Raven After Dark Pod. If you wanna see my titties and butt, follow me on OnlyFans. And if you just wanna buy me shit because why not? I deserve it. My Amazon wishlist is in the link below. I love you guys. Have a great fucking Tuesday. Stay sexy, motherfuckers. Nobody is allowed to make you feel any lesson because you didn't have sex with them.